your verses. Um, to those that have known Christ for uh, any number of years, and we call it the Great Commission, where Jesus Christ gave to His disciples their standing orders, their mission to go forward and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and then teaching them to observe all things, whatever God commanded. And he said, as you go and do that, I will be with you in that work because that work is my heart. That work is my life. And in the midst of that is often an aspect that is overlooked. Go therefore and teach or make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. How important is baptism? Well, first of all, it's commanded by God. I think we, we live in, in our, our culture today, and not because... Of a fault of us, but baptism doesn't necessarily have the same meaning as, say, it did in this time, or as it did, does, I, I should say, as it does in many places around the world today. When I was in Tunisia and uh, talking to the believers there, from Algeria and Morocco and talking with Brother Hannah Shaheen, baptism there is a major, major step of faith in obedience to God because in many of their lives, they, as baptism does, says, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And that means then they are condemned by their family, that there is a, a death mark put on their head, and it's a, it's a very real cost that is considered when, when they say publicly, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so, it was commanded by God, and, and it's something that we ought to obey. Um, we also see, why is it important? Well, we look at Jesus' life, and Jesus was baptized. Now, immediately, that should tell us a number of things. And, and we're going over these things tonight. It's important that we know these things, because you will run into people, you work with people, you may have relatives that have um, strange ideas about baptism. Some may believe that baptism is necessary for salvation. Jesus was perfect in all his ways. He never sinned. He was not baptized in order to do away with any sin. He was baptized to identify and publicly identify as a follower of God. He was baptized in obedience to God. 
And, and so you see, God commanded it. Jesus submitted to it. And you look throughout the book of Acts, you look throughout the epistles, the early church practiced it. They believed and were baptized. So we ask the question, okay, what does baptism mean? If the meaning of baptism could be boiled down into one word, I would say that one word would be identification. Baptism <coughs> primarily speaks of a personal, public identification with Jesus Christ. And we want to mention um, some areas of this identification. Number one, it means we have turned from the old life of sin to a new life in Jesus Christ. Baptism does not save you. Salvation comes by faith alone through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Not of works lest any man should boast. If the Lord were to come right now, Jeff and Chantel would go to be with the Lord, even though they haven't been baptized yet. Because we become a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And, and what we are identifying with is that the guilt of our sin is removed the moment we trust Christ. And our baptism is a personal testimony to the inward assurance that the Spirit bears witness that we have passed from death Unto life in Jesus Christ. So needless to say, it means you must be born again before you're baptized. The Bible clearly teaches, believe and be baptized. He that believeth not is condemned, Mark chapter 16 says. So it doesn't... It doesn't have a part of our salvation, but is very closely connected with our salvation because it means we are identifying that we have turned from the old life of sin to the new life in Christ. Believe and be baptized. Now, that immediately, if, if this is what the Bible teaches, by deductive reasoning, it would mean that there could be no such thing as biblical infant baptism. Why? Because an infant cannot believe. What is an infant identifying with? This is, this is huge. And, and let me just share with you just a thumbnail of church history. This is a major issue that throughout church history, there have been hundreds of thousands of people that have been martyred because of this issue here. And we see in Christian circles in our land today, um, churches saying, well, it doesn't really matter um, if you're baptized this way or that way, and yeah, we can baptize infants. It isn't biblical. 
It always is believe and be baptized because it's a testimony identifying that I have turned from my sin to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. So, from the time of Christ, the believers, the followers of Christ, believed in baptism of believers after they believed by immersion. The very word baptize means to plunge, to immerse, to um, submerge. So, the disciples spread the gospel. There were groups of people scattered throughout um, the Middle East and Asia Minor that followed this practice. Um, through the years, various... This isn't even a thumbnail sketch, all right? It's, it's less than that. But through the years then... Um, people, false doctrine entered in. People started teaching that baptism was necessary for salvation. Even yet, all the baptisms were by immersion. There wasn't pouring. There wasn't sprinkling. Um, but people believed false teachers started coming in. And there rose up groups that started teaching Baptism was necessary for salvation. And needless to say, here's someone sick and dying, and they haven't been baptized yet. Oh, they're too ill. We can't, we, we can't take them out and dunk them underwater. Well, surely it's all right with God if we pour water over them. And then it went from pouring to sprinkling to eventually infant baptism, but all throughout from Jesus Christ's time until today, there have been groups of people that believe the biblical way that baptism is an identification that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. So during this time in history, there would be people that were baptized as infants, whether immersion or sprinkling or pouring, <clears throat> that would come to know Christ as personal Savior, and they would read the Scriptures, and they would say, well, I need to identify with Christ in baptism. And they would be what the people would call rebaptized. They were baptized as an infant or something else, but they hadn't believed, they hadn't trusted Christ. So they realized, I need to be baptized. And there were people that then, the believers then, would rebaptize them. This brought persecution by the state churches, um, heavy persecution. Many had millstones tied about their neck and, and were thrown into Danube River, thrown into lakes. You love water so much here. And they were martyred because they, quote-unquote, rebaptized. They really weren't rebaptizing. They were baptizing them following their salvation. And then 
the adversity of this, the adversaries started calling these people the rebaptizers, the Anabaptists. And that was a name that was given to them by their adversaries. Um, so I say all that to say there have been people all throughout history that have taken this very serious because it's commanded by God. It's an ordinance of God. It's in obedience to God. And God tells us the importance of it. So it's an identification, first of all, that I have turned from my life of sin to new life in Christ. Secondly, it means we are publicly identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is a personal identification with the greatest event in all of human history, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, it's a picture that God ordained. The, the death, the burial, going under the water, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we are trusting that for the forgiveness of my sin, and, and I am... I am identifying with him and understand the purpose of this. So it is publicly identifying what is my faith in. It's not identifying with this church. It's identifying with the work of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And every time... We think of baptism, and every time we see a baptism, as we will here tonight, it ought to remind us, it is not of any of my works that I have done. It is not my merit. The only thing I can plead before God is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It is, it is a symbol of that. I, I have a wedding ring on. The wedding ring is a symbol that I am married. If I just bought a wedding ring and put it on when I was 20 years old, before we were married, it, it wouldn't mean anything. There had to be a marriage, a union, and this then is a symbol that I am married. Baptism is a symbol that I have already trusted Christ. The change of God has begun the work in my life. My sins are forgiven. There is no condemnation because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I now have a symbol. I want to give you this symbol that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And then thirdly, it means we are openly identifying with those who believe in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A person that has trusted Christ for the forgiveness of sin identifies with him and says, I want you you others that are believers in Jesus Christ, to know that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am on God's team. It's, 
It's putting on the jersey, so to speak. I'm on the team. I'm one of you. I'm going to labor together with you. We're in this together. I'm going to have your back, and you have my back, and you can count on this. Jeff played college football in, at um, North Iowa Community College. And I imagine, Jeff, when you first put on that uniform, you thought, man, this is, this is pretty nice. He's putting on a new uniform. He's already put on the uniform, but now he's putting on the uniform to let you know he is a follower of Jesus Christ. And you know what? When there's a team, if, if you watch um, any of the NCAA basketball, there's some good players on the floor, and there's some great players on the floor, and there's some really good players on the bench, and there's some kind of weirdos on the bench too, all right? Meaning, some of those guys know they're not even going to get in the game ever, but they say, I'm going to be one of the ones that cheers them on. I'm going to jack them up when they need it. I'm going <coughs> to support them. And you know what? They're just as important to the team. And the team makes the difference. And what, what is being identified here tonight is, as they're baptized, they're saying, we're on God's team. You can, you can count on the fact we are making the Bible the authority in my life. <coughs> and I'm pulling for you, and you're pulling for me, and we're all pulling for God. And that's, you know, we miss that in a lot of areas. And, and I'm not wishing for this, but in those areas where they may be persecuted unto death, by being a follower of Jesus Christ, they have a sense that we're in this together. We don't have to have persecution come for us to have the same mentality. And this is what this whole Love One Another series that, that we just concluded on Sunday nights, that's what that's all about. That we're, we're on the same team we, we've identified God is the captain of our team, and we are in this together, and I'm going to help you, I'm going to strengthen you, I'm going to stand by you, and we're going to go together and make disciples. And, I mean, this is, I mentioned earlier, this is exactly... Sarah was carrying out the Great Commission, and she's seeing it come full circle. And that's what every one of us ought to say. God, show me who my life can touch and where I can plant seeds. <coughs> and to go make disciples. And what a joy it is to be able to see. I can't imagine the joy in Sarah's heart tonight. And she's kind of turning red because I'm mentioning her too much, all right? But to see this come full circle and, and the reality of that. And that's what it's all about. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. We as believers need to not be ashamed. And Jeff and Chantel are saying, I'm not ashamed to let you know I am a follower of Jesus Christ and I am on his team and I rejoice in that. And so that's what, that's what this is all about. Um, I fear many times that baptism is, is minimized. It's not realized the fullness of it. I can't emphasize enough um, the individuals that have given their lives because of baptism, because of following God's design for baptism, and, and yet it's many times misunderstood because we're a Baptist church. Um, people think all we're concerned about is baptizing people. You know, I've had, I've had people kind of, and, and literally say, boy, I was afraid you'd get me in there and first thing you'd want to do is dunk me underwater. I'm half tempted to say, yeah, we've got a, a trap door. When you walk in the front door, it opens up and drops you right in, and, and there you are. Um, the reality is, that's not the number one thing. The number one thing is faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And then, the first step of obedience is to identify with Him a changed life, Identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. <clears throat> and identify with those who believe in Jesus Christ. That it's a battle. We're, on, we're in the same army. We're on the same side. And we need each other. So if you're here tonight and you say, you know what? I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but I have never followed the Lord in the waters of baptism I, I want to encourage you for the blessing of God and obedience to God to, to take the next step. And, and I know there's all these, oh man, I could never get up and, and do that and, and I don't know about this or that. The reality is whatever God calls us to do, He gives us the grace to do it. And, and you say, so... But why do you go through this process? They meet with the deacons. We don't want anybody to get up here and not have a clear testimony and to say, wait a minute, you know, you said you were always a good boy and, and always a Christian and wait a minute, how can, how can you follow the Lord in the waters of baptism if you haven't turned from sin to faith in Jesus Christ, if you aren't trusting in the death, burial, and resurrection of God, then you can identify with the believers because are you a believer? And the reality is, what a blessing it is as we share together in this not a major thing, but it's an important thing. As I said, the number one thing is faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But to be an obedient Christian, it's following Him in the waters of baptism. And so tonight, what a joy it is to, to be able to share together in this and to use this as a teaching time to remind us. And even tonight, as they're baptized, you ought to rejoice with 
so many things. God's grace in their lives and God's grace in your own life that thank God for His death, His burial, and His resurrection. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You that our salvation is not dependent on anything we do, but it's dependent on what You've done. Thank You that Your death Your burial and your resurrection paid completely the debt of our sin so that when we trust Jesus Christ alone, we have forgiveness of sin and no more condemnation. So Lord, we ask tonight that you would Minister in each of our hearts, we thank you for the testimonies of these we've heard tonight, how you're leading and directing in lives. And Lord, thank you for the privilege to be on your team. May each of us uh, step it up, so to speak, and, and be the team members that you want us to be. And may you be glorified through it. Again, thank you for your design and this identification. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll just.